0: Thanks everyone for tuning in let me just read you a paragraph that caught my attention when I was a young man. You can make an estimate of how many children have been born into a Dutch or Danish family by counting the storks' nests on the roof of the house. In statistical terminology, it would be said that a positive correlation has been found to exist between these two things. So those words were written by a journalist called Darrell Huff. Darrell Huff wrote the most successful book ever written about statistics. It's called How to Lie with Statistics, and it was published in 1954, and it's brief and it's witty and uh, it's a great book. He, he made Daryl Huff a nerd hero. People like Ben Goldacre, for example, have, have praised him or uh, Charles Whelan, the author of Naked Statistics, which he describes as an homage to Daryl Huff's book. And yeah, uh, so too did I devour this book when, when I was a young man. I, when I was a teenager, I have to say I didn't spend a lot of time uh, checking out information about bodybuilding. I was there for the statistics, and Daryl Huff's book was giving me the statistics that I needed. Of course, it also raised the fascinating question of where babies come from. And uh, as Daryl Huff pointed out, maybe storks, because in houses where there are a lot of babies, there are also a lot of storks. Of course, you may be wondering at how, how that trick is done, and Daryl Huff, of course, explains. Big houses attract big and potentially big families. And big houses have more chimney pots on which storks may nest. Of course, you can prove anything with statistics. In fact, there is a peer reviewed scientific paper titled Storks Deliver Babies, p equals 0.008. Not joking. And all the, the zeros after the decimal point is proof that that's not just a chance relationship, there's something really solid there. And in the example that Daryl Huff gives, there's something that's really solid is, you've got a big house, there's a lot of room for babies and a lot of room for storks. But much as I love Daryl Huff's book, I've become increasingly concerned about what it represents. The sheer fact that the most popular book ever written about statistics is from cover to cover, a warning about misinformation tells us something about this defensive crouch that we've kind of got into whenever we're faced with a statistical claim. I mean Daryl Huff's very clear about this. He says, the crooks already know these tricks, honest folk must learn them in self-defense. Self-defense. This is a vision of numbers as political weapons or tools of advertising agencies and of course they they can be that. And Daryl Huff, made it all very funny, he made it all seem like a game, it was like stage magic and I'll, I'll show you how the magician achieves the effect of pulling the rabbit out of the hat and that's all good fun but of course you must never ever think that it's real, you must never ever be fooled. So that's fine I suppose. What really started to make me uneasy was the realization that in the very same year that How to Lie with Statistics was published, 1954, that's also a, a landmark in the history of epidemiology. That's the year that two British statisticians, Richard Doll and Austin Bradford Hill, produced some of the first compelling evidence that smoking cigarettes dramatically increases your risk of cancer. I was actually in Richard Doll's house just last week. It's part of an Oxford college. And I was told the story as he presented the research and everybody in the room was smoking and they all stubbed out their cigarettes. And then they said, go and check, you want to be sure. Because it's not a game, it's not about propaganda, it's about trying to understand how the world really works. It's about trying to uncover important truths about the world. I I noticed that um, people are celebrating the invention of radar today because uh, it's the the anniversary of the Battle of Britain. I think of statistics as a kind of radar, you can identify Uh, all kinds of things coming in at you, threats coming in at you, such as the fact that cigarettes will give you cancer or the coronavirus. Uh, Or you can just try and understand the world, the economic booms and busts or environmental problems or demographics. There are nearly 8 billion people on the planet. You can't hope to understand any of this without statistics. So the way that Doll and Bradford Hill were telling the story, it's not a game at all. This is life or death stuff. their research, which was extremely careful, was no trick. It saved tens of millions of lives. So 1954, this this remarkable year, these two different visions of statistics, the one that really mattered and the one that got all the attention, they came to to public view at the same point. And that might be just a historical curiosity if it wasn't for the fact but 1954 was also the year that the tobacco industry first started to roll out their response to research such as that published by Richard Dole and Austin Bradford Hill. They had a bit of a problem. Their, their product was killing people. You think about the kind of things people worry about today, like you know, gluten and stuff like that. I mean, cigarettes are seriously, seriously dangerous products. How on earth? in the face of this growing scientific evidence, how on earth do you persuade people to keep on smoking? How do you keep the regulators at bay? How do you keep the lawyers at bay? How do you fend them all off? Well, the tobacco industry's strategy was, with hindsight, brilliant. They realized they didn't need to prove that cigarettes were safe because people who smoke want to believe that already. They don't want to think that they're killing themselves. All the tobacco industry had to do was to muddy the waters, was to give people some reason to believe that maybe they weren't dangerous, give them a cognitive foothold to cling to, give them some reason to doubt. And that's where I start to get really uncomfortable about Daryl Huff and how to lie with statistics. Because once you start viewing the whole world of stupid statistical and numerical claims, the whole world of scientific evidence, the whole world of expertise, once you start viewing that as basically a bit like storks delivering babies, it's full of spurious correlations, full of fake news. Once you think about the world that way, you've kind of given up, haven't you? You said, well, I'm not going to believe anything. And if I don't believe anything, well, at least I won't be fooled. There's a a story about Galileo, the great scientific pioneer being persecuted by the Catholic Church and saying to the cardinals, just look through the telescope. I've got the telescope right here. Just take a look. You'll see the moons of Jupiter. And the, the cardinals refused to look. They thought it was some kind of trick, some sort of dark magic in the telescope. Now, we laugh at that sort of idea now. And the, the medieval superstition of it. I mean in truth the story has probably been rather exaggerated over the years. But I don't think we should be laughing, I think the joke's on us. Because I see statistics as a kind of telescope as well. You know, a, a bacteriologist would use a microscope, uh, a, uh, somebody trying to fend off the lu- Luftwaffe would use radar, uh, somebody trying to look at the stars would use a telescope. And economists and epidemiologists and demographers and uh, neuroscientists and all kinds of people. Well our telescope is statistics and I'm surrounded by people today who refuse to look through the telescope of statistics for exactly the same reason that the Cardinals allegedly refused to look because they were frightened of being tricked. In 1965 the US Senate held a hearing asking the question of, the life or death question, of whether health warnings should be put on packets of cigarettes. And experts were called in to testify all the epidemiological evidence, all the reasons to believe that smoking could harm your baby if you were pregnant, could give you heart disease, could give you lung cancer. All of these experts came in. But one of the experts who was interviewed said, you know what? You can find a really strong correlation between the population of storks on the roofs of houses in Denmark and uh, and uh, the Netherlands, and the population of babies in those houses. There's a correlation between storks and babies, he said to the senators. And of course, I wasn't saying that storks delivered babies, but just that these curious correlations do come up all the time. And the senator chairing the hearing said, do you seriously mean to tell me that there's as casual a connection between cigarettes and lung cancer as there is between storks and babies? And the expert witness said, yeah, the, same, the two seem to me to be about the same. His name was Darrell Huff. The nerd hero who wrote How to Lie with Statistics, whose brand of skepticism turned cynicism, where everything was a trick, was absolutely perfect, match made in heaven for the tobacco industry, who promptly hired him to write a sequel called How to Lie with Smoking Statistics, which mercifully was never published. But I think that story should be a warning to all of us who like to show off our statistical savvy by shooting things down, by debunking things, by showing what out there is a lie, but you never seem to have any time to think about what's true. I, I really love the fact that people enjoy more or less. I feel very uncomfortable when people come up to me and say, oh, I love the way that you shoot down all those fake statistics. Well, we do do that, sure, we can shoot them down day in, day out. But if that's all we do, we failed. Because it's important to understand what's false, but it's a lot more important to understand what's true. And what I'm trying to do in How to Make the World Add Up is give people a set of tools, cognitive tools, not just technical tools, but tools for mastering your own filters and biases, your own wishful thinking, and your own preconceptions. And these are tools that I would hope anybody can use to empower themselves to think for themselves, to see what's true about the world more clearly, rather than just dropping into that defensive crouch that says, it's all fake. You can't believe a thing. I hope I've succeeded. And if I have, I hope more people are gonna be picking up this statistical telescope and gazing around unafraid of what they might see. Thanks so much for listening.